Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. Joining us today is design queen, Arik Shershak, CEO and head of strategy at Sikalofia. This creative technology agency helps women-led brands in femtech and direct-to-consumer achieve their goals through strategic positioning. Ari helps women-led companies delight their customers beyond a pretty design, focusing on its social and cultural impact and innovation through data and tech and the visionaries behind them. She transforms the vision of the business into a tangible form that helps set the business apart from its competitors. Her one constant in her work is spot on design for a significant impact without fail because she specializes in establishing strong brand pillars and online experiences. This is going to be a great conversation today. Ari, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here today, Jeff. I'm excited. Yeah, so this is going to be a really fun conversation. Can you please Walk us through a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Oh, such a hard question to answer. Mm. You know, I am not originally from here, right? I'm originally from a small island in Indonesia called Bali. And, you know, growing up, I did not know what I wanted to be. But, you know, with surrounding as I grow up, there's just so many things around tourism. And when I did finally find what I wanted to be, it wasn't something that my parents, to be honest with you, approve of because they thought that I was going to be a starving artist because nobody in my family goes to art school. But I did it anyway, knowing that I have this big you know, passion about design and I feel intrigued with all things related to marketing and advertising. So I went in and realized this is where I want to be. I want to have a career in design and wanted to just like, you know, figure out how we can translate ideas into, you know, something more tangible that people can connect with, that people can really feel that they can become, well, loyal to, right? Purchasing or even like gaining more sales or even creating more impact to the community. So I honestly felt like my route or my journey has been a really complicated one to find what I wanted to be. But in terms of like, why am I amazing? Goodness, people tell me that I'm so amazing at design. And that feels like my big part of identity. But on top of that, things that people don't know is that the way I see design sometimes can be different in terms of like how people would, you know, evoke things around the brand. When you hear about brands, right, you probably think about, okay, the visual, the look and feel, or maybe some of the experiences. What people don't know about creating a brand is more about the understanding of like, what is this, you know, company 
are this brand supposed to be? What's its character? What is its purpose? And how does this particular brand impact the audience? Like, can they create connection based on what they, they are delivering? What are its products or you know services? Every brand is unique because it's so focused on what they want to create for their audience life. And people tend to forget about that big pillars around like, who are you really serving and how and why is it important, right? So it's beyond all those beautiful things that we see, the visual things that we see or feel. But when you take a deeper look, there's so much more within that brand. You know, marketing nerds like us get it, right? Basically, that one of the things that I like to do is just sort of like dissect the merits of the billboard I just drove past right? Why is this one captivating? And why is this one so impactful? And then the next one you pass is like, so God awful that you're like, what the hell are they doing? Right? And what happens is that, you know, like people that can really tune into that, you know, it's almost like having a sixth sense, right? And, you know, people that don't get it, you know, like, I'm sorry, they just won't get it. Or they'll think whatever it is that we're talking about, you know, when we start you know, like one of the things that I find very interesting right now is uh, the Liberty Mutual commercials that are on cable TV, right? Mm-hmm. Quick story behind this. I was a Netflix streaming guy for, for 10 years straight. I didn't see a commercial, right? Then we yeah. moved into this new house and it turned out that it was cheaper to have cable plus internet as opposed to just internet alone, right? So now I have cable at home yeah. and now I'm watching so many commercials again. I thought I had gotten rid of all this stuff in my brain. <laughs> And then I'm watching these commercials and, you know, and some of them are just like, just God awful. What the hell? Like, why is this even on TV? And mm-hmm. others are really like, wow, that was really good. Like that mm-hmm. really stuck. That really made it memorable. Right. Yeah. When you start looking at the world, you know, through those eyes, then everything comes into focus. Right. And yeah. especially for people like you and I that have traveled, that have lived in other countries, you know, and just have this other perspective of how, you know, people advertise, for example, in Indonesia versus how they advertise, you know, where you're from in Chicago, which is also a little bit different than how they advertise down here in South Florida, right? You know, and you just get these different perspectives, what is supposed to map to us, what is supposed to, uh, you know, and make us respond. One of the things I find interesting about your work is, first of all, you know, like that you're working with women-led brands, right? And I got to ask, why... Why focus in on that, right? So I get the whole, you know, we all need to rise up together. And I get that the, you know, there's a lot of great untapped potential that really needs to come out. Mm-hmm. But how does your agency help women-led brands to be greater than themselves? How does that look? That's a good question. You know, we wasn't always aiming towards working exclusively with women, right? In the beginning, it's, We take on everybody, but my mentor has always focused in giving me this specific advice. Ari, you need to have a focus. Like what we talked about earlier, right? When you have specific focus, it's easier for people in their mind to remember who you are about and also who you're really serving so that they can, you know, introduce you to these different people that you're targeting. Now, specifically working with women-led brands in the past five years, and we've been in business for, you know, over 11 years, it came to a realization for me mainly because the type of people that we ended up working with just happened to be women-led. 
has very specific passion, right? And they have a very specific mission. They are also have with their brand. They want to create more impact. And I almost feel like with so many different, you know, lack of equity that people are not getting um, for women founders specifically, that's still happening today. Why? I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but I felt like it needs to gain more traction. It needs to gain more support. And I felt like I'm also a woman founder. I'm building my own company. I felt like I want to give back. And this comes about because when I got here in Chicago, I didn't know anybody else, right? All I know is the people in my husband's circle or his, you know, friends and family. And when I get to be out here building my own connection, I was surprised how amazing the community of women entrepreneurs and business owners in Chicago. They're not only super supportive, they're like opening me with such a warm and, you know, guidance on everything that I needed to do. So left and right, they would introduce me to different people, mentoring me. It almost feel like it's a big family. And yes, there's always going to be bad apples here and there. I had my fair share on that, but it didn't stop me in terms of like believing in more women founders simply because they have such a bigger vision, right? And believe it or not, a lot of the times the power household and every you know family are mainly women. Like women made the most decision in most purchases. And I feel like if we can influence women to do the things that they need to do and also to you know give the solution they need to better their lives, why won't we support more women to do that? So I hope that helped answer the question. It does. It does. You know, because basically what, what we're talking about here is really focusing down, you know, and that was part of the intro. We're not just talking about, you know, creating a pastel colored website, you know, to be, yeah. uh, you know, to be feminine branded or to be, you know, really what we're talking about here is to, is to create a product, is to create a strategy that touches you, you know, that touches you, you, you know, like on the inside makes you remember. And like you said, makes you loyal. Yeah. Let's talk about that because, you know, that's part of your one big tip is how to strategically position your brand so that you can have this impact and really, you know, make that touch to really be more impactful. Tell me a little bit about your process and how you approach that when you're dealing with a new client, for example. Yes. You know, oftentimes people will come to us and say, hey, guys, we have this brand, but we don't know what to do with it. Now we have this idea to bring, you know, more um, engagement online. Like we had, we just don't know what to do. Right. And at that moment, I often ask everybody, like, what is it that you truly want to do with your website? Because oftentimes people would say, yeah, I have a website because I have a business. Don't every business need a website? Uh, to a degree, yes, but really looking at a website, right? First, you got to create one. You got to build one. There's a lot more investment to it, not just in terms of you know money, but also energy and time. And then you would ask yourself, like, okay, I have a website now. What do what do I do with it exactly? Does it bring in money? Does it bring in sales? Does it bring in you know more leads and so on and so forth? If that was the goal, then it should do that for you, right? You shouldn't create a website that 
you know, you have to constantly, consistently have to work hard on, but the website should do something for you. It should be an investment for you so that you can gain more leads, you can gain more sales and whatever other, you know, goals that you want in order to support your business. So we go back to square one. Again, back to the strategy, like what is it that you would want to do with your website and where is this website's place, right, in your whole whole marketing system? It has to play a specific role. Otherwise, there's no point in actually building a website. You know, one of the interesting things I find that still more than a few people hang on to is the idea that their website is basically a brochure, hmm. right? And if, you know, if you treat it like a brochure, then... Other people will treat it like a brochure. And what happens yeah. to brochures when someone puts one in your hand? It goes in the garbage about, yeah. about three minutes later, right? And that's really not the way to create this stuff, right? That's why a lot of people are pushing towards funnels and, you know, and landing pages yes. and things like that. They want to deliver value, you know, much quicker and be able to, you know, get to the, you know, get to the important part of the website. The whole thing about, you know, crafting an about us page right? Is just so, why are you spending so much time on that page and not, and not, and spending half, half of that time on what exactly it is that you're selling and yes. thinking about the process of, you know, collecting their data or setting up a demo call or getting someone yeah. to buy something. I mean, you know, like I, I tell people all the time that, you know, whoever lands into your sphere should never be more than two clicks away from either parting with their data mm -hmm. or parting with the, one of the two, mm -hmm. right? you know, if it's just, you know, you should be downloading a lead magnet or a case study yes. or getting a mailing list, right? You know, that should happen. That, uh, that should happen right away. It should happen, you know, very clean and, and plain and in front of you and very, very transparent as to why you want this information. Or if you're selling a product, then here, here's the product. This is our offer. This is, these are the benefits right? Nobody really wants to, you know, unless they want to, you know, read about the about us or why they got started or, you know, what happened to them as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, things. It's important, right? But it, it really belongs on page four, page five, right? <laughs> I agree with you. Right? Oh my goodness. And what, that, you know, when you're trying to, uh, when you're trying to explain that to business owners, a lot of the times some people get it and others are just like, oh no, no, I don't want that. Right? What do you do? How, how do those conversations play out, you know, on your side when you get someone who's resistant to that mm -hmm. kind of change? When you're telling them like, listen, you know, you need to make something more impactful, but they still want to go down the old brochure route. Yeah. Oh, man. That conversation sometimes happen here and there, right? Sometimes you work with, you know, a couple of different people who has their own way of doing things. But the main reason you come to you know, either an agency or a specific expert for a specific reason is because you wanted to gain their knowledge and you want to get a recommendation for best practices, right? Now, oftentimes, though, when people feel hesitant towards things that we would say would create the most impact for their project, oftentimes we come down to, okay, I know a business, your business is your baby, right? Oftentimes, this is something that you truly feel is a big part of you, your part, you know, part of your identity. But realistically, your business exists to create customers, right? Your business doesn't exist to create more you. 
you wanted to connect with your customers. If we don't deliver that type of connection, that messaging, that solution for your target audience, your business will fail. And I think a lot of the times us, you know, business owners, we do not want that. We want anything in order to succeed. Right. So I think changing some mind, uh, mind shift around there is very critical because as soon as you start putting it into, um, you know, a position of how the brand should serve their audience and create more customers so that the business can thrive, they change their mind a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. I am too attached to it because it is my business. And we get it. We totally get it. And this is yours. But we need to create that connection regardless. I love that explanation because, you know, you can tell it really comes from the heart and you're not trying to make them feel bad about their opinions. You're not trying to make them feel bad about the decisions that they made before coming to you. Mm -hmm. Right. But you really are coming from, a, you know, there's a reason why they pay us the big bucks. Yeah. Right. Is that, you know, we've done this before. We've done this for other businesses. We've seen, you know, we look at the, we look at the sales figures. We look at the traffic reports. We look at all this stuff because that's what we do. Right. Yeah. And when people finally get it, like, ah, that's why you did it, right? That's why it happened. That's where I really love to see the transformation of, okay, now I understand why I hired you, right? Yeah. Even though you really should do a better job of, you know, explaining why they're hiring you earlier on, you know, if it comes a little bit later, that's also good. Like, I'll also take that. Let me ask you this, though. When you are working with a client that already has an established brand, right? Mm -hmm but you have some issues with it. Like you, like there are some things that are either incongruent or, you know, they don't mesh well or, or maybe they're underexposed, you know, on the website and the other, you know, in the other channels that they frequent. How do you help them through that? What is your process for, you know, figuring out which parts are broken Yeah, and then trying to help them, you know, focus on that and make it better? Mm. So, you know, the thing is with us here at Sikalofia, we oftentimes start with the brand, right? Through the brand strategy and all the way to all things the web. But sometimes you may already have your brand figure out and that's fantastic. But what we tend to see the gap is that you don't understand how to really put everything together in terms of like experiences online. And that's most of the time when people come to us, when they already have their brand and they're just needing that, you know, guidance. Okay, now what do I do with my brand? Like, how are we translating all these different ideas and experiences that we want for our audience online? Now, when it comes to like, you know, online experiences, I feel like there's so many different areas that you need to look at, right? Obviously, things around the social media in terms of like how to get that traffic so that people can go to your website. And then once they are on your website, what does that experience look like? How are you going to guide someone from, you know, the first point of entry into different types of action you want them to do or different pages you want them to explore? And I felt like a lot of the time, it's not as easy as, as you see it on the website, right? You may see the beautiful, you know, graphic here and there, you know, the structure, beautiful things. It all feels so simple. But in the back end, there's so much work to be done. Now, think of, you know, the different pathways that you have to create for the map. So we start a lot with the map. So we love maps, by the way. As a UX person, I love all things map because then we can really see, like, where are we guiding people, right? The most important thing, in my opinion, are the three pieces of maps that we use, um, 
whether it's sitemap or user flow map, as well as the journey map. If you are a marketer, I mean, you already know what these are. But for us specifically understanding, you know, the user flow, knowing that they're coming from very specific channel into a specific page on the website and what are some of the information they need to know in order for them to have the confidence about the brand, about you know themselves, about the product and services, all the way through the experience that they will have from clicking the button where that button says, hey, book us now or you know shop now or add to cart, whatever that might be, right? Really account for every single step of experiences they have online is definitely one thing that we pay close attention to. So once we have all these different map all together, you know, the right content, the right messaging, we put everything together so that every, everything feels seamless, like you want to feel guided. Oftentimes you go to a website, you want to feel that, okay, I don't know what this is all about, but you guide them along the way so that they have the understanding they need, whether the product is for them or not, or maybe it's actually for their you know, better half or their family. They know exactly what the website is all about. Who is this brand? Like, can they trust this brand? As well as, okay, what do you want me to do on this website? Sometimes you go to a website and you feel like, oh my goodness, this is a lot. I have no idea what it's all about. I'm out. We don't want that for your brand, right? We want to make sure that we have this set pathways for users coming in and then come out very specific action and then conversion that you want it to happen on the website. I love it. Ari, thank you so much for articulating that. You know, I think it's really important that people understand uh, that uh, when customers come to your site, it really is a journey. That's why we call them customer journeys, yes. right? We want them to get there as quick as possible. I mean, you go to an airport, there are signs all over the place that tell you, you need to go here, mm -hmm. right? You need this quickest way to get to your gate. You know, even when you're reading a newspaper, you know, it's very easy to navigate the, you know, is like an offline example. But what happens is that when you are demonstrating your products, even if it's not on a website, even if it's on your Instagram channel or your TikTok, you still need to be able to guide people from point A to point B. What you want them to get out of this, uh, you know, out of this piece of content and what you want them to do next. And I think that's one of the things that are so important in the work that we do and, you know, as we lead other companies through this process. I agree. Ari, where can people learn more about your company and how can they reach out to you directly? Well, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so you can always find me on LinkedIn, right? Find my name and you'll find me. Or you can also check out my website, cklph.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been very enlightening. I really love talking about this stuff and I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, 
and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.